You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on, man? Dude. So there's a lot of updates, but uh, we'll start with this episode first. So the viewers know we have a TV mounted on the wall. They can't see it, uh, but it's to my right, your left. And we're going to be glancing up at that. So if you randomly see our heads do this, it's because we're looking at the TV to keep um, up with the episode. But we got a new outline uh, for the episode, so that's where we're going to hit. But before we get into that, we're going to do our weekly recap. Uh, So for me... I made two purchases, which I'm super excited about for the house because they were needed. Uh, The first of which I got super lucky on. So I'll dive into that story. Uh, This is my first year actively hunting. So I'm excited for that. Not hunting for women, nothing crazy. Um, (laughs) On the prowl. Are you doing bow or shotgun? No, I'm doing uh, shotgun and rifle. So uh, my back is like tight today. So anyways... What are you doing? Uh, I don't know, man. Probably sleeping like a bear. You know, <laughs> fighting between the wife and the dog in bed trying to find space. But when whatever. was the last time you updated your mattress or got a new mattress? About five years ago. Okay. I think about it all the time. How long do they last normally? Depends on the mattress, but typically like 10 to 15 years. So, yeah. Do you got one of those roll-out-of-the-box mattresses? No. No? No, it's a decent, it's a nice mattress. Yeah. Well, those are two. Uh, yeah, well. I got one of those. All right. I got well. a Helix. Helix Sleep. Killing it. You sleep on it? Yeah. Oh, sleep. yeah. Absolutely. It's <laughs> beautiful, man. It was so cool. When it rolled out, it just... <laughs> and just came right to shape. Awesome. Our viewers are going to love hearing that. Absolutely. And on their drive to work. Yeah. Goodness. At 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so gross. So I... Well, get a new mattress, but anyway. So because of hunting season, I needed a place for the meat. So I went and bought a chest freezer for the basement, which is sweet. Uh, I found out that it costs 30 bucks for the entire year to run it. It's just a three-pronged uh, three 110 outlet. Or, I'm sorry, 110 volt. So that works out really well. And then I got lucky because there's a huge demand on these. Typically, there always is before hunting season anyways, which is November 21st start this year for uh, rifle and shotgun. So 
right now it's all bow. So, um, so I walk into Lowe's and ask a guy, I'm like, Hey, do you have any seven cubic foot chest freezers in stock? I, I see you got one on the floor, but obviously you always have a sign that says not for sale, whatever. How so, did you come up with, you wanted a seven cubic foot one? Uh, some of it was budget, but then also practicality. Like I don't need 10. And then I felt like five just would have been a little bit too small. So I just wanted to find the happy medium. So I went with seven, even though I hate on numbers, it is what it is. So the guy said, yeah, let me check our system, checks the system and then pulls up that they got a shipment in the night, uh, overnight. So I was fresh, fresh as the daisy, ready to go in the morning. And I said, Hey man, if you got these, like I'll, I'll buy it now. He's like, okay, sounds good. He goes, we got seven in, but six were already pre-sold. Jesus. I'm like, well, okay. Well, if you got the seventh, I'll take the seventh. He's like, yeah, no problem. I got you. So he goes in the back and then all of a sudden comes out with this chest freezer on a dolly. And there's a line of people behind me. And then two of the people leave because they realize that, what, do we have different classes? Yeah, uh, you have the Derek class and I have the Mike class, but it's fine. We're all good. We're having fun. No problem. So <laughs> two of the people in the line leave because they wanted that last one. And... The guy's coworker comes over and he goes, are you selling that right now? And he goes, yeah, he's buying it. And he's going to load it up in his truck and, and take it. Like, it's it's gone. Like, he already bought it. And his coworker's like, well, I hope that doesn't bite you because apparently somebody else was already coming in for that seventh pre-sold. He's like, well, I don't know what to tell you because he already just paid up front and it's gone. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, wheel it out. So I, I bring my truck around, load it up, and I get about halfway home and realize there's no one to help me with this thing. And I have a giant chest freezer in the back of my truck, and it's going to rain in the afternoon, so I need to figure out, like, what I'm going to do with this thing. So he helps me load it into the truck, obviously, and I realize it's not necessarily heavy. It's just awkward just because of the size of it, but I knew that if even if I deboxed it, it still would be awkward, and I don't want to, like, bang it up. If you went with an even number, it probably wouldn't have been awkward, just saying. So anyways, I <laughs> get to my house, back into my driveway, and then drop the tailgate, and I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, do or die. So I awkwardly walk it to the tailgate and then just walk up and kind of like hug it. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to kind of hold it and see what happens. And then I just kind of lift it off the back of the truck and it wasn't heavy. Um, I mean, it's, you know, there's weight to Mm -hmm. it, but you're not like going to die. So I just kind of meander my way through the garage and then drop it in front of the stairs. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Because now I got to get this thing into the basement and I'm terrified of the refrigerant kind of splishy splashing all yeah, over the you place destroying one of the freon pipes yeah so i'm like well i don't want to do anything nuts so i get it down the stairs by just like sliding it and then sam's at the top of the stairs just staring at me like what oh, you doing so you there? had help oh yeah sam was just super curious like what was his big box like what are you doing so i get it with like four stairs left and then i'm like well i can't turn this thing because that wall's right there mm-hmm. so i basically just grabbed it again at the base of the stairs and then walked it to the sump pump closet um, well, it's not, I mean, it's, it, you've yeah. seen it. Yeah. It's a good size mm-hmm. space uh, that we use for storage. So I'm like, well, it's going right here. So basically get within three feet and then my one finger slips and then my next finger slips and I have two fingers holding this box up Perfect. and my other arm is just for support. So I just throw it into the door frame and then regret, I regather my grip and then pull it off the door frame. But then I trip on nothing because obviously <laughs> I'm an athlete and then pin myself against the other side of the door frame with this thing in my chest. And I'm like, it's fine. And I like can't <laughs> breathe. So I like walk in, drop it, and then debox it in the room. So now I got to fill this thing and I'm stoked. So going hunting uh, 
opening weekend with a coworker, so I'm super excited about that, going nice. up to his his land. And then uh, the other thing I bought, which I'm super excited about, is a humidor. Oh, cool. So I have to – I'm seasoning it now, and it takes anywhere from two to five days. But What do you mean season? So For our non-cigar smoker yeah, listeners. Yeah, so seasoning a humidor is a huge process, and you can use different solutions. You can There's different ways to do it, and then it's you have to do it for different durations. But essentially, you treat the wood so that you don't lose humidity – um, inside the box. So mine had the hygrometer high, high mm-hmm. built in, so it wasn't separate. Um, but what I what you do is you essentially take distilled water. It has to be distilled water. It can't be tap water. Can it be made with the water from the Hemlock Lake? Maybe. But you take distilled water because there's nothing in it. There's no minerals because then that could um, ruin the, the Spanish cedar wood on the inside of the uh, humidor. And then you just take a clean sponge and then wipe the entire inside of the humidor box, close it for 24 hours, and then open it. And then um, you then season, you basically just wipe down for seasoning the rest of the box that you didn't do like the drawer, or I'm sorry, the divider. And then what I did was I filled the actual humidifier inside that comes with it. I filled that with water as well, just so I can actually get that thing prepped. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not. I saw a ton of different conflicting reports, but I didn't really care. I just did it. Uh, close the box and then when I pulled it out when I first got it in the mail it was at 45% humidity now it's sitting at 72 and the sweet spot you want is between 65 and 70 so it's going to slowly emit the other 2% um, but ideally once this thing is at like in that range of 65 and 70 it's like if it, I mean it's labeled on the mm-hmm. hyd- uh, hydrometer yeah nailed it um, <laughs> I said it right the first time so once you're in that sweet spot then you you load this thing up with cigars. And I found out if you have a humidor, say it's a 10 cigar humidor, you're not supposed to store less than 50%. I guess you got to get more cigars time. then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, <laughs> of course, I, I bought like a, a, I don't know, for me, way too many cigar humidors. Yeah. So now I got to buy like 11 cigars for this thing. So Perfect. I'm at like half capacity. So how long does that seasoning last? Like once you do it once... You it's said good, it's going to yeah. start emitting that 2% though right now because it's 72. I'm going to so wait. So will that continue to go down? It can, but that's why you keep your humidifier yeah. filled with distilled water. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but obviously the seal is most important. So I'm just going to wait to see if it drops to 70 mm-hmm. uh, from 72 on its own with the, the lid closed. If not, I'll just open the lid, yeah. let some out, and then close the lid and kind of find that sweet spot. Dude, you're going to be like that kid, that young kid that goes to the refrigerator and he's hungry for something, so he opens up the refrigerator and he stares at it like, what do I want to eat? You're going to do that for the humidor, and you're just going to pop it open and you're going to be like, there's so many cigars here. What do I pick? And then the humidity is going to be gone. Yeah. You're going to be shot. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm excited for it. Like, I think there's an element of man in cigar smoking. Oh, yeah. And it's it's kind of, I don't know, for me, it's like a gentleman thing. It's like a gentleman move. Like, men are... They should hunt. They should smoke a cigar. Like, drink a PBR. Mm -hmm. And then also drink a really nice beer instead of a shit beer. Like, it's... I don't know. It's just one of those things. But cigars for me are extremely relaxing. I don't do it every day by any means. I don't want to walk around smell like smoke all day. Just every second day. Yeah, every every second and a half day. But, no, it's it's a good time. So, I'm excited for those two things. I'm ready for hunting season. See what we get. And then uh, go from there. Well, speaking of you being an alpha, I'll tell you how I'm less of an alpha than you are. So... My week was me tearing up the back of my yard. Oh, yeah. Because I had a ton of wood back there, but I needed a real man's help. So Gina's dad came over and brought real man tools rather than my um, hoe to like garden with and a gardening shovel. So I was really well prepared for this. 
and he brought over his chainsaw so you know man things and we decided to start destroying the wood in the back uh did you take us did you put the timer on uh no oh, golly uh beep all right beep nailed it <laughs> uh, you just took a step and you just like opened your eyes Tastes like Jamba Juice, bro. That's sweet. Sweet, sweet. Uh, so anyway, we'll get to that. We then started destroying all the wood in the back. I don't know what this dude did when he owned the house before me. There were these pressure-treated, like, one-by-sixes or two-by-sixes or whatever they were. I don't know, beta. But they were one-by-sixes, and they were about, like, 20 feet long. I looked on Google Maps because I'm a psychopath, and I wanted to see, like, what the house looked like. 10 years when Google Maps came by down the street with that weird uh, camera on top. So I looked on Google Maps to see. It looked like he had either like an extreme horseshoe pit set up that outlined an entire box around the horseshoe pits because I've heard from the neighbors he used to play horseshoes a lot. Or he had an ice rink back there because his kids played uh, hockey. So it wasn't a garden? No, it wasn't a garden. It was, I'm almost positive it was a ice rink. But it's weird because none of the neighbors even, like, said it. When I was like, where do you think this is from? They're like, I don't know. He played horseshoes a lot. I'm like, Karen, it's like a 15-foot brick. Like, I don't know what you think he's playing horseshoes with, but it's fine. Whatever. So uh, I think it was an ice rink. We had to cut those up because, obviously, I can't bring 20-foot one-by-sixes up to the front of my yard and expect somebody to come pick them up. So we had to cut them up. And then there was a tree that rotted out right in the back of the garage up here. And the guy i'm sure he was a peach but he was not a very good um home person i guess he didn't care for his house very much so when he cut down the tree he decided you know what a good place for all this wood would be instead of stacking it neatly and using it for a fire i'm just gonna throw it in the garden area and hopefully it rots to nothing so we had to clean all that up which was exciting because 90 percent of it was extremely rotten to the point where if you pick it up it would just crumble in your hand which is very good for firewood. I don't know if you burn firewood a lot, but it doesn't really respond well if it's destroyed and rotted out and dry rotted and still wet. Yeah, it's free mulch. Yeah, it's terrible. So um, Gina is dead and uh, and me, we were in the back of it and we were just trying to get out as much as we possibly can. Then we found another ground hornet's nest and he got stung twice. So I've encountered two ground hornet's nests in the past couple months and I've not got stung once. So I'm on a pretty good streak. Solid. Yep. Grumpy suck, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so now I got to go grab some sort of powder, put it on there, and hopefully they die, and then just rototill the shit out of that nest, and hopefully they all die. Perfect. Because, yeah, I mean, as you pick it up, it was turning into mulch. Yeah. There was nothing else that you can do. You can't, like, put it in bags. Like, that wouldn't make sense. So I'm just going to grind it up and let it decompose into the soil and just replant grass over it. So we'll see how it goes. I like it. Yeah, man. Killing it. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, so you want to talk about this uh, beverage we have for today? Yeah, we're drinking a white wine from 21 Bricks. So, again, Chautauqua juice, mm-hmm. very very heavy on the grape juice. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a massive white wine guy, but I can, uh, I can fugs with this, <laughs> as the kids so, say. Yeah, so this is one of their... Um, series of releases that they're going to do. Berry the Buffalo is what they call it. So they have three berry wines. This one is obviously a white. They have a rosé, I'm pretty sure, and a red. So they have the, the three main stakes. Yeah, and they're calling it their berry series. 
and I believe it ju- it actually was just released this month, right? They literally October. just released it in October, yeah. Yeah. So we went down there and we went to interview Chris, who is the owner of Twenty One Bricks. We talked about the history of the area, uh, how Chautauqua has made itself a staple in the wine community, just based off of what type of grapes they grow. Um, and then also talk about 21 Bricks. So if you want to hear the story as to why they're called 21 Bricks, tune in because I did not know. And it's something that you learn every day. That's right. I love it. I love going to these places, interviewing these people that own it, and figuring out why they call themselves the way that they do. Because some of the time, yes, it's like a Hartman's where it's their last name. But some of the times, too, it has a deeper meaning, which I really like. Um, but, yeah, so we talked about that. Uh, it was a great interview. It was a, He was an amazing guest to have. We went about an hour long, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. So we have this white here. Um, oh, also, too, for the listeners in the Buffalo area, if you don't know what 21 Bricks is, which you probably do, think of the pink elephant on the wine trail in Lake Erie because that's 21 Bricks. And we also talk about that pink elephant, too. So tune in and let us know what you think. Too easy. All right, so this white wine, um, your your initial thoughts are your, it's a little sweet. L- yeah, Sure. A little bit. Yep. It's very sweet, guys. Um, Typically, a lot of people like white wine with ice, naturally, because we are who we are. We're doing everything neat. Mm -hmm. So drinking it straight, uh, it's room temp. It's not chilled at all. And it's it's juice, but it's good. I like it. So should we do the whiskey review? Yeah. What do you think that you would have this with? Like, what would you pair this up food-wise with? Uh, More wine. You wouldn't have this with food? Not really, no. Like, for me, a white is perfect for summer or the first couple days when it's starting to warm up. And then you're out on the, you know, the back deck and hanging out with mm-hmm. a bunch of people. Then, yeah, I have a nice little glass of white white wine. But This is uh, 12%. So Woof. It's, it's lower, right, than most wines? Aren't most wines, like, around 15, 16? It depends. Okay. Yeah, it definitely fluctuates. However, uh, we have very Did you heavy say fours. Fluctuates? It fluctuates. Oh. Yeah, it fluctuates. <laughs> so we have very heavy pours. So we need to be smart. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, we <laughs> basically halfway done with this bottle. <laughs> I just noticed that right now. So no um, problems. So yeah, let's get into the wine review. Obviously, we normally like to focus on whiskey, but with this being a wine, we're going to rate this. Let's do it. So with the wine for this is obviously Berries Blanc from 21 Bricks. Label and branding. What do you think of it? It's simple. It's to the point. Of course, everybody likes circles, uh, which always helps the logo. Mm-hmm. And I love the Buffalo aspect. I love the story behind it. I'm going to go with an A. I'll go with an A as well. Um, just because we do this more frequently than not, I'm going to read the label here. Okay. So it goes, well, it's about time I finally get a wine named after me. It's always Ella, Ella, Ella. If you don't know what Ella is, listen to the interview. Uh, actually, I'm going to say it again right here. So it's not like a pink elephant is cute or anything. Enough about her. Let's talk about me. The strong and handsome Barry the Buffalo. Ask anyone and you'll hear that my wine is smoother, bolder, and very delicious. One sip and you'll be asking, Ella who? It has aromas of juicy peach, crisp, and fresh finish. Smooth, bold, delicious, which is their tagline that they use for most things. So um, if you couldn't tell already, L is the name of the pink elephant out there. And if you look to the left of the facility, if you're looking at it directly on, the left of the facility is another buffalo that they have out there. And that's who this wine is named after for Barry the Buffalo. So 
with that story, I'm going to bump it up to an A+. Alrighty then, A+. Plus. All right. I'm taking notes, that's why I have my phone. Perfect. Not Nothing. being rude. Yeah, Nose. News. It's just straight peach. This tastes like peach juice. Yeah, there's... I was trying to see if there's anything else and all I'm getting is peach. Yeah. Which I'm not not okay with. I'm okay with smelling peach. Mm-hmm. I like it. This literally tastes like you just juiced the peach. Do they make peach juice? Uh, I don't know. Ask James. Ask James. Is that our tech guy? James and Giant Peach. Oh. Nailed Christ. it. All right. Rating. James is also our tech guy for anybody listening. He's the one working the TV. Um, all right. So Noah's rating is an A+. Plus. Or an A. Let's do A. I don't... I'm kind... A check mark. Nailed it. All right. Initial taste. Oh, Michael, no. what are you getting on that initial sip? Hold on. My... You know what? This is why you have a pen and paper. It's so much easier. Or you just get an Android man up. First of all. Initial taste. Ooh, I taste peach. <laughs> Getting little subtle notes of grape. I'm tasting Blanc. Is that accurate? <laughs> Honestly, all joking aside, all I'm tasting is peach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's almost nothing else other than peach. That's why I was trying to continue making jokes, but yeah, there's nothing. It's it's just peach. I'm gonna go A plus on this because um, it does taste incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe you can get like. Maybe this is more of an ending note, like a like an apple or something, like a green apple. You get the tartiness from the apple, yeah. but I wouldn't necessarily say that you taste the apple. I, it's a very distinct uh, ending note where mm-hmm. it's just tart and then it ends, yeah. and then you're just kind of left for okay, I want I want more of that because it was really pleasant up front. Yeah, this has no characteristics of a dry whatsoever. None. This goes down sweet. It enters sweet. It goes down sweet. They'll finish does stay a little bit mm-hmm. um but it's not a a dry where it just leaves you this to me i would categorize this more of a sipper uh in the essence right. where a red wine you want to keep drinking it because the flavor dissipates this stays in your mouth for so long that this more emulates like a whiskey to me where it just like stays in your mouth and you're not looking to just like guzzle it right like you are with some reds mm-hmm I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, ending note. So what are we doing? Did we give it an initial rating? Uh, A plus. A plus, okay. So ending note? Also A plus. Uh, A plus, and then we'll put down peach and then like kind of like a green apple. I'm going to say a green apple tart. Okay. And then for final rating. Oh, man. All right. All right, give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 90. 90. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's a good rating for this. Boom. Did so you had you have the red one of this, right? Yeah. Did you try that one yet? No. No. We had the rose one and it was very similar. Not flavor profile wise, but the same sort of feel. type of wine and, and okay. the feel of it. Where it's more of a sweet, um delicious wine that you're going to not chug. If you chug too much of this, you're gonna get a headache. This is this is very, very, very sweet and sugary. It's going to give you a headache. I can guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, but then some reds do too, where and those aren't sweet. So it, it really all depends. But 
to me, this is something that you're not looking to have many glasses of because this is more of a, I'm going to make this glass last as long as I can. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Michael. So do you want to get into the meat of this episode? I don't know if the people are ready for it, but yeah. So I'll start it off and then you chime in. Basically, we are re revamping our weekly episodes. And by revamping, we mean sticking with main functions of the episode, but changing the overall chunk of the episode, if you will. Go for it. I set you up like a volleyball. Like I, I bumped it up to you, but it went a little bit over your head because I suck at volleyball and I suck at podcasting. So it went a little bit over your head and you're like, Derek, I don't know where this is going and I got to spike it and you're just going to spike it. I know you. So we we have to explain in full context to the you know our, our fans, our listeners, our subscribers, and then people that are brand new that don't necessarily know where we came from or what really this whole thing was about. Mm-hmm. So we reached a year, beep. All right. Hold on. But before, I just saw this at the bottom of this label. Oh, goodness. So this is putting this wine in between. So it has five categories, dry, semi-dry, semi-sweet, sweet, and dessert. Where do you think this falls? Right in the middle. This is on the line of semi-dry and semi-sweet. I don't feel that at all. I think it's more on semi-sweet, sweet. This is very sweet. All right. Sorry. Clearly, I know more than them, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, you definitely worked in Australia for a while. So, anyways, so for those that are new, every time there's a beep, we take a sip. It's become a drinking game with everybody. That's what we do. Um, It all started with a dying Wi-Fi battery. And since we moved, we don't have the dying Wi-Fi battery. So, that's why you brought up the beep in the beginning of the episode. And that's why I'm just saying beep this episode because I'm keeping my phone way over there. Okay. Now, for this podcast, we started this podcast with the vision of catching up once a week, talking about either current events or something related to Buffalo, and then we shied away from current events because current events are always demoralizing, super annoying, and because of our recording schedule and release dates, we can't keep up. There's always a lag. So we're not doing that. So in that, the original idea was to have a drink every episode and then people would guess, like, what are they drinking? What's always in their glass? Like, it, it looks kind of brown. Like, what is it? And it kind of pushed into us just doing whiskey on the episodes because that's our drink of choice. Which kind of spiraled. And in that, it led to, why don't we just feature Buffalo Distilleries and their products on the episodes because then that gives us something to talk about for an hour and then we can rate it. Then we came up with the rating scheme and then that kind of blossomed into us reaching out to the distilleries and then the distilleries said, why don't we just be on your show? Then that blossomed into us doing interviews, other collaborations with other products, other distilleries that are outside of Buffalo. And then it bloomed into what we do now, Mm -hmm. which some people correlate us to just a whiskey podcast. And basically the whole point of this episode is to lay out who we are, what we do, um, all the work we're putting into it and why, and then giving everybody a clear and concise knowing of what they come to this podcast for. So, So, Michael, if you're not a whiskey podcast, that's the fan from the outside of the room. If you're not a whiskey podcast, what are you? Right. So we'll dive into what our mission statement is, but I'm not there yet. AKA, 
shut up voice yeah. behind Derek. Yeah, let's, listen. Let's focus. Listen, our only one fan, okay? <laughs> so there's things about this podcast that need to be laid out. And you ruined my train of thought, and now I'm trying to recoup. <laughs> but basically, we have we have a mission statement and we have values, okay? So our podcast, like, and this is where I was going. So when you go on and you're like, I need podcast recommendations, and people are like, listen to this one. It's about true crime. Listen to Joe Rogan and Tim Kennedy talk about current events and the, the different ideologies behind different aspects. And then you go to a different podcast where it's all about health and wellness or women's strength or men's diet. Like, you just, you go to a podcast for a specific thing which that led us to what is our specific thing and that kind of drove our mission statement our values and then what we're about so that when people think about the buffalo happy hour podcast they know exactly what they're going to get on each episode so there's no misconceptions as oh they're just a whiskey podcast they do some stuff with local businesses but that's about it so we really wanted to drive home the point of why we spend so much time on this and why we post literally five to six times a week on multiple different platforms for you guys. So we'll start with our values. And then this is where you're going to get the head tilt out of the TV because we have it up on the TV to reference because, of course, we spent an absorbing amount of time typing this up. Yeah, I took way too much, like, a deep dive into this document. And it was so funny listening to your response when you texted me and you said, we started this just to be, like, a document to reference. And you went full ELA or MLA formatting. Yeah. Like, with table contents and all this stuff. Yeah, you literally took like an Adderall or whatever it is and just went off like we're back in college. Yeah. So our our values are fairly simple, and then we'll list them for you guys so you understand what we're about. So the first one is fun, and the reason why is because the people we interview started their small businesses as a hobby first and a business second. So we wanted to keep that tra- uh, that tradition essentially moving forward with who we have on our show. And additionally, that's why you and I started this podcast Yes. Also, yes. we started this as a hobby. It's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be anything too super serious. So that's our number one value. That's what we live by. We're just doing this to have fun and whatever comes happens. Yeah. The next is humility. And the only way to describe that is that we're all human, right? So no one's better than anybody else. That's it. We're, we're all human. The next is continuous learning. We're not experts and never claim to be. Let's learn together because if anybody knows me outside of this podcast and on a personal level, you know that my class rank was 100 from the bottom and I am not an expert in literally almost nothing. So I love learning on this podcast because it then allows people to ask me questions and I can edu- like I can literally answer their questions mm-hmm. on an educated level. Yeah, and when we have these different businesses on too, they are then educating us, which is ultimately our listeners as well on how they've grown their business to something to be so successful and also what their business is and how they run that type of business. So they're going to be teaching us as well as our listeners. We're going to keep learning. Our viewers are going to keep learning. And it's just we're all going to grow together. Yeah. Next is leadership. And that's essentially be the change you want to see. Some of this we pulled from previous experiences in our life. um, But one of my biggest things was if I was ever asked to do something, I would lead um, from the front and do it. And then I would hope that my actions duplicated down to the lowest level so that everybody else understood the point of, oh, so that's what that mm-hmm. actually means. Whereas instead of I was told something to do, then I just used my position to then tell other people what to do. That's not how I did things. Yeah. Similar to this podcast is the people that we have on the show are leaders in their own community. And 
immediate five mile radius where they're literally doing different things like positive approach. Once again, we always talk about them, but it's a, it's the perfect example where they're setting up um, different days where they grab people in their neighborhood and say, let's walk around the neighborhood and just pick up trash and let's, let's clean it up. And then that way we can prevent littering once more people buy in on what we're doing. Simple things like that. So leadership is huge for us. We yeah. always just want to be the change we want to see in the world. I saw a thing today, actually, which is funny that we bring this up, that was a post about leadership and it said, lead from the back with other people in front to make it feel like they're leading, but you're guiding them. Yeah. Which is basically the essence of leadership is you don't want to be a forceful hand that is guide, like directing people where to go because that's just being a manager at that point. But if you lead from the back where other people feel like they're guiding it and you're just kind of there as a like a voice on their shoulder, it it creates this better like environment for people to learn in and for people to buy into that culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tons of ways it's going to cap. Yeah, uh, the, our next is honor. Which is huge because if you have honor, you have all the other values listed. So that's basically the umbrella value that we have. And then our last is simplicity, mainly for me. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, no one likes complex. So break it down Barney style. Don't over-exaggerate anything. Just keep it simple. So this leads into our mission statement, which we're not... We're not just a whiskey podcast, okay? So our mission statement is we want to give Buffalo small businesses a free platform to promote. So we're not the experts. We don't know everything about everything. We're not on the up and up of current events. What we want to do is provide a platform for any small business owner to come on and talk about his business or her business and promote for free. Like we don't charge anything. We don't we don't have sponsorships. We don't like we have nothing. All we do is just walk around. We have nothing. Yeah. Like we just literally walk around to different businesses and say, hey, do you want to be on our podcast? It's literally for advertising for you. Last about an hour. Let us know if you're interested. We want to do that with every business in Buffalo, regardless of what you do. We don't care. We want people to come to our podcast and be like, oh, they worked with premium coffee. Let's listen to premium coffee's business model and like what they're all about and what they do and who they work with and what they do for the community. Oh, they did a lot with Hartman's. They did a lot with Three Chords. So whatever business you're a fan of, we can have them on the show and we want to have them on the show. So that's the point. Like we want you guys to go to our page and be like, I'm into that. I want to watch that. So that's why we branched out and we did motorcycle mechanics. We have coffee. We have liquor. We have wine. And then we have other businesses Pizza as well. Pizza places. Pizza places. Social influencers. Yeah. All like that. Any, anything. That's that's the point of our podcast. And then we incorporate the whiskey because that's our drink of choice. But it's not all we do. Um, but it's also because our namesake is the Buffalo Happy Hour. So Derek and I are both from Buffalo. We both like to converse, and then we want to keep it to an hour because anything more than that, you guys are bored, we're exhausted, and then the guest is kind of tired out because really the hour is the perfect time frame. So, And plus the happy hour involves drinking and having a good time with company. So we're the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and kind of to tie in the whiskey ratings and the whiskey reviews, while we're drinking this, we thought we might as well talk about what we're drinking and tell the backstory of it and also give a rating so people who are listening to our podcast can say, oh, they like this. I'm going to go buy that too. So that's kind of how whiskey got brought into this whole culture of us promoting local businesses because it started with us drinking local whiskey. Mm-hmm. But now since we basically tried all the local whiskey, we're doing 
more national brands of whiskey. But we're going to keep this whiskey review segment going because it's a staple in our episode. And we think that it provides value and just some sort of constant that viewers can listen to that are whiskey fans getting into the Buffalo market, that are whiskey fans outside of Buffalo, but also just this whole culture of people drinking whiskey can get into this episode as well. And we want to bring in all of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So we're, we love the city of Buffalo. Like I said, we're born and raised in the city of Buffalo. So we want to incorporate as much of Buffalo as possible into the podcast, which is why we've branched out into other small businesses that have them on the show, which leads me to my next point. Moving forward, what we're going to introduce is not a mini series, which was a hot topic of debate between the BHH housewives and us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be doing a segment discussion moving forward, and it's going to be different. Um, so what about a segment miniseries? Because that's, that's that, basically what it is. Yeah, because it's going to be a segment in our show that we're going to devote to one topic for a limited series. So it's like a segment miniseries. So can you scroll down a little bit? Yeah. So what this is going to entail is... Take it here. Keep going. No, keep going. Right there. So what this is going to entail is the first main topic is going to be the history of Buffalo, New York, dating back to the 1600s. So I don't want to bore people and just be like, I don't care about that. But what we want to do is there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are not from Buffalo. We're in 30 different states, 22 to 23 different countries, depending on where we're at analytically analytically because it keeps changing but we grow right so people want to know more about buffalo so we're going to give them that um i think a lot of people in buffalo are biased because we're blasted with so much buffalo propaganda merchandise um culture aspects like you you don't put ranch on your wings what do you (laughs) and you know insert whatever but that's that's the point so what we're doing is the history of buffalo new york and we're starting with Uh, The major events that took place in history that led to the creation of Buffalo and how it stands today. Then we're going to move into the prominent figures that impacted Buffalo, like Grover Cleveland, President McKinley, um, you know, and like the Knox family, Mm -hmm. like the the major families that founded different towns, different aspects. They owned massive uh, businesses that led to creations of other things. So we're going to talk about them. And then we're going to have the Buffalo Industries, the history of them, like Bethlehem Steel. Why does our city smell like Cheerios? Of course, we're going to touch on the Bills and the Sabres. And then also the sports teams that are here, like the Bandits. And then also the teams that left. Like we had a... We had a soccer team, a basketball team, a baseball team. An arena football team. So we're going to talk about them briefly. Uh, We're not going to dive too much into that, but at least give people more awareness of like what Buffalo is, where it's about the city of light. We're going to talk about all of that. And then of course the Erie canal, the infrastructure of of the city. And then that way it gives you guys a more well-rounded idea of what Buffalo is so that when we have different businesses on in the future, we can tie all of these different aspects in to those interviews to provide better content for you guys so that everybody's like, Oh, that kind of connects that dot with that dot. That makes sense why they're here and not over there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that way, everybody's kind of on the up and up of what's going on. Plus, it gives you more to learn because there's so much about the city that we don't know other than the fact that it smells like Cheerios. The Bills are doing well. The Sabres are kind of on the up and up, but the Bruins still kick our ass. And <laughs> and we have really good food that we're starting to get recognized nationally for. So that's 
that's the scope of the podcast. And I'm pointing at the logo because it's literally embedded into the table. Yeah. But that's that's where we're at. That's what we're passionate about. That's why I'm juiced up right now outside of drinking juice wine. But that's that's what this episode is about, is telling you guys who we are, what we are, mm-hmm. one year after the fact. And we're excited to grow because there's been a lot of questions of, so what else do you do? Right. So this is what we do. Yeah. So in kind of going back, oh, let me hold on. Hello? Scroll up. Scroll up. So in, in this kind of, we had this thought process of what can we do to better revamp our episodes while on the golf course shooting well over 100 strokes each. So uh, not flexing or anything, but it happened. But so we had this discussion because we thought that 32 or 52 episodes in, 53, 54 episodes in, we hit this point where you and I weren't feeling like we were adding enough to our listeners for these weekly episodes Yeah, because we got to this point where we kept talking about the same topics. And sometimes, I'll be honest, my week isn't that interesting. So it's hard to have a weekly podcast with you when my week kind of sucks sometimes. So I can tell you about everything that I've diagnosed myself with from lupus up into a heart attack. (laughs) But we we don't want to keep going down that road every week. So um, what we wanted to do is add a segment in here that you and I can research because we like researching and add more layers into our weekly episodes in addition to still doing these special interviews so we can have two staples of our podcast that we can continue going forward. So that being said, just our upload schedule for people who are either new to the channel or if you pass this video along to their friend or your friends, they now know. But our upload schedule right now is full episodes. These episodes that we're talking about right now are released every Monday morning. They've been releasing every Monday morning for like 55 weeks at this point. Every Monday morning at 8 a.m., these release. Every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., our review releases of what we drank that week. We call that segment our Wednesday Whiskey Review because it's released on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And primarily, it's focused around different whiskeys that we've had. Now, if we go and interview a place that does focus on something in the beverage industry, we'll have that on as well. So this, yes, you can consider it a Wednesday Wine Review. But generally, this segment is called the Wednesday Whiskey Review. So that's every Wednesday at 8 a.m., and that's part of this larger episode. And then every Friday is when we release our special interviews. So this is the interviews that you and I go to to interview the small business owner, and that releases every Friday at 8 a.m. So you'll have a good understanding of what's coming up on Friday based off of what either we review on Wednesday or what we talk about during the actual episode because we'll normally allude to it that it's either coming up because we just did the whiskey review or it just happened uh, on that Monday. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m., full episode, Wednesday whiskey review, and special interview. Very simple. And then also on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have cocktail recommendations that we call uh, either Cocktail Tuesday or Cocktail Thursday, and that's posted on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. So there's a lot of content, but we were very interactive with the four people that do listen to us consecutively. So I'm sorry, consistently. Yeah. So with that, if you know anybody that owns a business, if you are interested in a business and want to hear their story, send us a message, let us know, uh, drop a comment, whatever, however you want to reach us. Most people just shoot me a text because it's like my dad. Mm-hmm. But just just let us know what business you want to have on, and then we will do everything we can to have them on. There's more times than not where we have something set up and scheduled, and then something happens where the they're just not on. Um, but 
believe you, believe you me, we will do everything we can to have that business on and then we will fulfill our end of the commitment. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. But yes, we will work with you guys. So just let us know. And a, a free way for you guys to help us and also help Buffalo is share our interviews. It is very easy to do to just share it on Facebook or share it on whatever platform you use. But it, and I'm not even saying it to help us grow because I could honestly care less on how many subscribers you want to have. Let's be honest, I do care. But for the sake of this conversation, I don't care. I'm more concerned about the businesses that we interview have more of a reach to tell their story. Right now, if just the 175 subscribers that you and I have listened to the episode, that's great, but Buffalo is full of people. And if each one of our subscribers shares it and it can reach a bigger community, it'll just help Buffalo businesses keep growing. You and I talk about this all the time, that mural downtown that I still, I, I understand, but I don't understand is keep Buffalo a secret. I don't want to keep Buffalo a secret. I want people to know Buffalo is the best city in the United States. It's not anyways. And plus, if people tried to move here, they couldn't because we're too small. We right. can't handle more people. Like the population in Buffalo has been 260,000 since like the, I don't know, the 50s. Yeah. Like it's, it's the second largest city in the state of New York, but it's, it is what it is. It's Buffalo. And most people don't want to move to Buffalo, A, because we're in New York. And then two, the weather. They yeah. don't want to put up with the cold. They don't want to put up with the four seasons. But the people that do live here and invest in the city it's very, very difficult for them to leave because they actually fall in love with everything we have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other city in the country that you can get to any point in 30 minutes or less. Right. Like anywhere. We barely have any traffic. You can literally name it. Oh, the 90 sucks at 8 a.m. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> going to their corporate job. The 90 sucks at 4 p.m. Okay, yeah, and then the Blue Water Tower is always going to have traffic, but that's because of Billville, and everyone's <laughs> leaving Billville to go to the South Towns. Like, that's, that's what it South is. Because the South Towns are the superior place to live. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> it's, but, yeah, so if you guys can do your part is being fans of ours and just wanting to have the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast move forward is just share the content that we put out because that is how we're going to reach that next level of network that we're trying to get into. We have our friends, we have our fans, we have people that might have found us on Instagram or something, but that second level of networking is what we're trying to get to next, which will help us balloon even further. So these small businesses, these liquor stores that we have coming out, we just did an interview with a liquor store. The Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper, which is releasing, uh, it just released this past, or two Fridays ago, throws me all off. But the Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper that just released is a charitable organization that helps clean our water. This is some important information that we want to get out there so other people can help this organization continue their mission of cleaning Buffalo water. We're just trying to help Buffalo businesses. So the more that you do to help promote us, the better Buffalo is going to become and the more educated everybody in the Buffalo area are going to be about what constitutes a small business and drive everything to support these small businesses so uh, we can just have everybody flourish here. Yeah, which leads us into the merchandise that we do release. We only do small batches of 50 units total um, per batch, and then a portion of all proceeds goes directly to a specific nonprofit um, that we just we pick, and then we ended up having that nonprofit on our show so that they can discuss their mission and what they do to everybody involved. So right now we have sweaters for sale, and then portion of proceeds are going towards the Buffalo Niagara Waterkeeper, but... Either way, I'm very excited to see what happens next because yeah. I think a lot of people had questions about are they just a whiskey podcast or are they not? And then what else can I get from this podcast? So I think laying everything out mm -hmm. and then everybody being able to hear what we're about, I think will help 
you know, clear the confusion so that we're not clear as mud. And then it's just randomly, you'll see on my Facebook wall, oh, they posted something cool. Yeah. So, again, just to clear it out, we're a Buffalo podcast, a Buffalo First podcast that likes to drink whiskey. Yeah. That's really what we do. Yeah. And through that Buffalo-based, like, our our similarities that you and I have are we love history. So that's what, how we tie history in. So like you said, what's going to be happening moving forward? We talked about the miniseries. We talked about the history of Buffalo. A little teaser for you guys. The next episode that's going to be releasing is specifically around the pre-colonization of Buffalo. So what happened before the like the French came to Buffalo back in the uh, 1650s? So we're going way back. And I guess it's kind of appropriate because Columbus Day just happened or slash Indigenous People Day just happened. So uh, it's going to be a interesting miniseries. What, or I'm sorry, a segment miniseries or whatever you want to call it. But also to let you guys know, this isn't going to be lecture time where we're going to be handing out tests and then giving you guys grades of A plus, checkmark plus. But this is going to be more of a unscripted conversation between you and I. We're going to talk about the main points, which is going to be like 25% of it. And then the rest of the time is going to be you and I talking about those points in a non-educated comedic fashion. That way, it's not a history lesson for these people. It's more of a let's understand the history, but then let's kind of go off on tangents a little bit. Let's have fun with this to make our viewers interested, inflect our personality into it, but also try to teach something at the same time. Class clown. Class clown. Class clown. Oh, I was 100% a class clown. Were you? You. <laughs> I So I knew you in college. I didn't know you in high school. I didn't change. I was the same <laughs> asshat I was in college and high school. Are you kidding me? The only thing I cared about in high school was the weight room, film study, gym, and lunch. And then Hispanic studies because I love Hispanic culture. So I was all about that because you literally just went to class, got hyped up on sugar, and then went to math B and failed. But that's beside the point. So, yeah. And then in college, it was the same thing. If there's the opportunity to make a joke, I will 100% crack that joke in class yeah. and bother everybody that actually cares because I did not. Life's too short. Relax. <laughs> D is for degree. Get that piece of paper and walk out, my son. That's it. So, so yeah. So we appreciate everybody listening. Beep. Um, but that's that's essentially where we're at and why we do what we do and why we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. So kind of what how our structure of our episode was today is how things are going to be going moving forward. Yeah. So we're going to start off with a weekly recap. Then after that, we're going to go to a Wednesday whiskey, or like the history of the distillery if we're having some sort of new type of whiskey or something on. We'll talk about the history of it. We'll talk about the name of it. And then we'll transition into the cocktail section, which then will translate into the whiskey review. That'll consist of probably around like 35, 40 minutes, hopefully. And the remaining 20 minutes are going to be you and I talking about the history of Buffalo or whatever mini segment mini series we're on. So if that's something you guys are interested in, please leave a like on this video. Um, leave a comment below. Let us know if you're excited for this going forward. Share this video around and let people know that this is what we're doing. There's not any Buffalo podcasts out there that are doing this. So we're really excited to take that next step. We're excited to get your guys' opinion on what we're talking about. Tell us if we're stupid, if we miss some facts in the history of it. Um, I'm not sure how many experts there are on the um, pre-colonization set uh, portion of Buffalo. But if you guys are experts, please let us know that we got everything wrong because we probably got it from Wikipedia. So, um, but yeah, Mike, uh, take us out. Give us our plugs. So Instagram is Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Facebook is Buffalo Happy Hour. And 
obviously on YouTube, also Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast, or Buffalo Happy Hour pulls us up. We appreciate any and all support. Our subscribers is growing, uh, which is exciting. So thank you for that. And then if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. It literally doesn't cost anything. All you need is a Gmail email. And when you sign on to YouTube, um, you just click subscribe. Doesn't doesn't change your life. So that's it. That's where you can find us. We appreciate everything. And then we'll be looking forward to your comments, messages, texts, and everything else because that's that's what we got. I mean, we grow with you guys. So thank you. And then if you want to buy a sweater, let us know. We still do have a couple for sale uh, in all sizes. So let us know, and then we'll ship it right to your door. So appreciate it. What are we on right now? Episode 55? 56? Uh, I believe 55. I don't know. We're on episode 50... 54 and a half. No, man, we're going to get it right. We're accurate. I think it's 55, honestly. I believe it's 55. No, it's 56. 50, what was 55? Um, hypochondriac hip hop to monomis. Oh, that's right. I forgot that episode yeah. because you just went off on rants and I was actually concerned for you. Yeah, I know. All right, perfect. It's, it's okay, guys. See ya. I, I might not be here next week, but I'm here right now, and that's what matters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. This has been episode six of the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. Mike, we will see you next week when we talk about the pre-colonization of Buffalo, New York. Boom. Cheers. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.